Hi everyone, welcome back to Authentically Speaking. Happy Friday everyone, perfect day to introduce and have um, my next guest, Sarah Guyverson, who is one of the founders of Grind and Shine blog. She is a yogi, a yogi in training. She is a friend and a member of the Sukha community. It's my pleasure to introduce Sarah to Authentically Speaking. We are going to be chatting about her blog, um, her Karma Yoga Project, Helping Others, How Yoga Has Changed Her Life, and a few other things. So help me welcome Sarah to Authentically Speaking. Enjoy, everyone. Have a great weekend. Hi everyone, welcome back to Authentically Speaking. I am here at the studio with Sarah Guyverson. Hi, Sarah. Hello, Mary Beth. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for being my guest. Do you want to tell our friends a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so I am a member here at Suka. Mm-hmm. This is where I found yoga, which is really exciting. Um, married to a lovely guy named Ryan. We have a dog, <laughs> Beamer, who's the love Beamer. of my life. Yeah. Um, so otherwise, I'm just a pretty normal person. Love the beach. Love being outside. And, you know, so. Cool. Yeah. Tell us about your grinding and shining, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which so, is very exciting. So for those of you, I don't mean to interrupt, but for those of you who have been following us um, here at Suka, we did a grind and shine special. Um, and that didn't just come out of my head or my <laughs> my butt. <laughs> um, <laughs> I Sarah has a great blog and I had wrote about it on my blog and she's going to tell us a little bit about it. So explain Grind and Shine to all of us. Yeah. So Grind and Shine, um, it actually has a funny start. So it's a blog that I do with two of my coworkers and actually one of them has moved on from um, my job. So she's no longer my coworker, but she's still a part of the blog, which is awesome. Um, But the way Grind and Shine actually started was we were in a staff meeting at work and actually there was this sort of discussion over who would be the most like apt to save somebody in an emergency. I know this sounds funny, but um, I did not fall on the top of that list. So I took like personal <laughs> offense to this um, because I'm somewhat competitive by nature. So uh, after that, me and these two other women, we did a cardio challenge. And of course I went all in 90 miles an hour. So we were supposed to do 45 minutes of cardio a day. And I ramped it up and was doing 60 and 90 and taking yoga and spin and all this stuff because I was trying to prove a point to them, which of course is ego driven, which I'm now learning. (laughs) Um, But that was just sort of a funny start. And when we did that, we really enjoyed the sort of camaraderie of doing these challenges together. So Grind and Shine actually became a thing where we thought um, we could bring people who work together, together to sort of do a team building thing, but that wasn't necessarily your typical workplace kind of team building. Um, so we started out with the cardio challenge and then we moved on to a, a step challenge. Uh, we've done a number of other challenges after that. Um, but basically the idea is, you know, you spend your nine to five quote unquote working. Uh, you have to find a way to get along with people who maybe you don't necessarily have the same personality. Um, and we've really found that it's made our day to day, much more exciting and much more fun. And it gives somebody something common, everybody something common to kind of get around and talk about, yeah. um, which is fun. So, and, and no gossiping. 
Yeah, exactly. Right? So, cause then you focus on, you know, how you're doing in the challenge, what your progress yeah. is, which is nice. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So the ice cream challenge, can you just yes. fill us in on the ice cream challenge? Sure. <laughs> um, so following the cardio challenge, um, one of the other girls and I, her name's Christine, we decided to take on the halo top challenge, um, which basically is this high protein, low calorie ice cream. Um, so some of them have like up to 360 calories in a pint and as low as like 250. So we decided that we, for one full work week, we're going to eat nothing but halo top ice cream. Um, so I ate, I think 17 and a half pints in the five days. Oh my God. Um, Christine ate more than that because she needed more to live apparently than I did. Um, I will say if you don't really, really love eating ice cream, it would probably be really hard for you to get through it. Um, I really enjoyed it because I love ice cream. Yeah. It's one of my favorite foods. Um, Christine said she missed the sensation of chewing things. Like that's mm -hmm. what was really getting to her. Um, but we really just did it because it was this funny novelty that we had seen online somewhere. So we thought, oh, this will be a great way to do something kind of wacky that'll help get our blog off the ground. Um, and we mostly did Halo Top, but I also ate some Enlightened, which is a similar type okay. ice cream brand. Uh, so we do have an Instagram account and we would tag Halo and Enlightened in our posts and they were following us, which was awesome. Oh, so we were really great. excited yeah. about that. Um, so again, it was really funny and became again, a topic of discussion at yeah. staff meetings and people would ask if we were ready to strangle one another or if we were enjoying it. I always gave a positive review, but Christine right. got a little testy at the end. So. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> now, so you lost weight on that, didn't you? Yes. Um, I lost, I think, five five or six pounds, and Christine lost 10. In a week? Yes. Eating ice cream? Eating ice cream, yes. Yes. So um, I am by no means a nutritionist, so you know, feel free to consult with a doctor right. if you want to do the challenge, <laughs> right. but... Um, if you're looking for a quick fix before a wedding, it might be a, oh, you know, so a fun way to do it. Wait, did you do it in the summer months or the winter months? I can't remember. It was summer. Okay. It was um in August. Yeah, because I couldn't imagine doing that in the winter. Time. Yeah, it was in August. And we, so um, one of our funniest stories with that is we were celebrating another coworker's birthday. So, of course, we couldn't eat regular food. So, we brought pints of ice cream to a restaurant and they threw us out because we brought them in Wait, with are us. you kidding me? No. No, and it was really funny. So Christine and I sat on a bench outside eating ice cream like all our other coworkers sat inside. They threw you out? Yeah, they were like, we're sorry. No outside food is allowed. <laughs> so we had to leave, which was funny. We laughed about it, but, you know. Oh, my God. That's so crazy. Because, yeah. you know, we, we couldn't really explain. Um, we're only on an ice cream eating challenge, so realistically we can't, you know, order it. any food here. it was here? like doctor's orders? Well, could you imagine? Right? Doctor's Seriously, orders, My doctor yeah. told me I can only eat ice cream. Right. I can just sit here and have water and consume my ice cream, yeah, you know? Exactly. So, oh my God. That's but, awesome. Yeah. So what is your current challenge right now? <laughs> so, um, in March, we actually had two challenges. We kicked off March with a, uh, week long ab challenge, which was just kind of a fun, um, thing for us to do. Actually, it was sort of driven by the fact that Christine, unfortunately she broke her arm. So we had to kind of adjust our challenge schedule and that was something she could do yeah. while she was semi immobile. Um, for the second half of the month, we're doing a two-week vegan challenge. Wait, it's two weeks? Two weeks. So we are four days in. Mm, how do you um, feel? If I'm being totally honest, you, not great. Yeah. I think I'm meant to be a carnivore. Yeah. Um, I think the challenge for me is I don't know that I necessarily fully understand the right foods to eat in order to feel full and to get all the right types of nutrients. Right. So like, for instance, I know I'm totally gravitating towards 
sugar and mm-hmm. like carbs. So I'm eating a lot of fruit. I'm eating a lot of bread. Um, me and avocados have become best friends. Yeah. Uh, but some of the stuff that I think typically a lot of people who are real vegans eat like beans and, you know, things of that nature. I'm just not, I don't like them that much. So yeah. it's hard for me to try and eat them. And they're um, also so hard to digest. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. definitely have been feeling the changes to the digestive system yeah. in not a positive way. Right. Um, so like I said, I'm only four days in, so I'm kind of thinking, well, maybe my body's just trying to figure out what's going on. Um, but I feel like you can't knock anything until you try it. So right. we're going to test it out. It's see. great to try it. Yeah. Know? But again, you know, people have different reasons for being vegan. Yeah, obviously, sure. And I get it. And I'm, I'm I love it. You know, I don't want to harm. I don't like to see any animals being harmed or anything like that, but it's not for everybody's body. I tried it. We talked about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like with your blood type, like, oh, blood types need meat. Well, and I'm thinking that's, it was funny when you you said that that to me. Yeah, I did. It's crazy, right? Yeah. And it was funny because Kara, who's one of the other people I do the blog with, she and I were both saying, we're tired, we're hungry, we're cranky, we're this, we're that. And she and I had, it was ironic because just like a week earlier, somehow we started talking about blood types and we were laughing because we're both O negative, which is kind of a rare, one of the more rare blood types. Um, So when I read that article, I was like, Kara, it's science. Like, this is why we can't survive the vegan challenge. Whereas Christine, she had been a vegetarian before. She's not now, but um, she knew the only hard thing for her in this was going to be the dairy sort of adjustment because she had been vegetarian for a long time. So she's used to not eating meat, but, um, she, I want to say she said she was, I can't remember if it was a or B, but whatever she is was much more aligned with the vegan diet than, um, you know, for us. So anyway, we're sticking it out. We're trying it. Um, I've had some stuff that was really delicious, really good recipes. Um, are you cooking or you're just eating out? Mostly for dinner, I'm cooking mm-hmm. um, during the day just because I don't have the time to do all the meal prep. Yeah. Um, we've mostly been going out. And a lot of the meals I've gotten out have been really good. There's a lot of great restaurants in Monmouth County. We frequent this place called Greens and Grains. It's in Shrewsbury. So I'm going to give them a shout out for having really good food. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the other thing I would point out is if you are not somebody who likes to cook or you don't have a lot of time for food prep, I think this is a really hard diet. It's challenging. Um, yeah. I'm a super busy person and I do not cook as much as I feel like I should as far as just now, being healthy. what is healthy. Ryan so, doing for dinner? Like what oh, is he on oh, the he, challenge with Oh, you? he's doing the vegan challenge. He is? Yeah. Yeah. And this is a guy who wears bacon on his apparel. So, <laughs> um, he is doing the vegan challenge. Um, he's done pretty well so far. He said he hasn't felt What's sick his or, um, I think he's a B. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he said he didn't feel any changes. I, I said to him, I said, do you feel any more like bloated or like gassy? And he was like, no, I maybe feel less gassy. I was like, okay, well, I'm having the wow, opposite right? effect. That's a, yeah, so yeah, see, everybody's different, but you really have to, not you, but people in general have to be yeah. careful. You yeah. know, you see a lot of vegans, they're like, I know when I, I didn't try it, I just kind of, I was never a big red meat person sure. to begin with. Meatballs, maybe um, when my mom made them only, but my skin was like gray. I had like a film on my, like, I just didn't feel good. And then yeah. I went to Mary Jo Kurtz. She's a holistic practitioner. And she's like, you need, are you eating meat? And I'm like, no. She's like, you need meat. You have to eat meat. She's like, go have a burger. I go, I have a burger. You Everything felt great. automatically changed. 
I mean, grass-fed, organic. Sure, you know, yeah. But my coloring came back and everything. So you just have to, like, you know, be careful, obviously. Well, and that's the thing, yeah. too, is, like, if being vegan doesn't work out, and don't get me wrong, I didn't necessarily have the intention of ever becoming a yeah. vegan. I really just wanted to try it and see how my body felt and also let other people know, like, hey, this is what the experience was right. like through our blog. Um, but... I think you can make good food choices, like you said, like having grass-fed organic yeah. like meat. Like you can try and make good choices surrounding food, even if being a vegan doesn't work for you. Um, so I think you can try and be conscious about your food choices, even if this isn't necessarily the diet for you. So I think yeah. that's I'm learning that in this experience. Now, will you too. write about your experience, your blog after? Correct. Yeah, so we okay. usually announce them and mm -hmm. do just like a little overview of what we're going to do. And then depending on the challenge, sometimes we'll do like a, a midway update. In this case, since we're only doing it for two weeks, we're just going to blog about it after. Okay. Um, and every day we usually post something on Instagram. Usually it's it, because we're doing a food challenge this time. It's a yeah. different meal, like what we decided to try and eat. Yeah. Um, which is fun too, because food pictures are nice and fun. Oh, and, they're awesome. You know? <laughs> and when you, you know, hashtag vegan. Oh yeah, vegan meals. They make making you know they make the recipes look so easy. Yeah, and exactly. So they really do look yeah. awesome. I mean, yeah. I made a quesadilla that was it was delicious. I mean, the predominant flavor was avocado, okay. but it was so so good. And I had heard a lot of horror stories about vegan cheese. I got to be honest. Yeah. And I really I thought it tasted great. I don't know that I would just I'm not going to cut up cubes of it and eat it like I would with regular cheese, but it really. I, the quesadilla was awesome. What was it? Yellow cheese, white cheese? It was pepper jack. It was pepper jack. Yeah, shredded. I think that I'm going to probably pronounce the brand wrong, but I think it was called Daya, D-A-I-Y-A. Okay. Um, but I mean, I just got it in ShopRite and I really was worried because a lot of people were like, cheese is the one thing that like they have not been able to make a suitable replacement yeah. for. Uh, but I really thought it was good. And again, I would probably not eat something that was predominantly cheese like I wouldn't make a grilled cheese for yeah. example but what this, was in it what was it was it was avocado mm -hmm. um chopped onion chopped pepper and then I, I had bought the type of salsa that's basically just like chopped tomatoes yeah. cilantro you know seasoning it's very like there's not a lot of uh, liquid it's mostly mm -hmm. just vegetables and yeah. put that in there and I used a habanero tortilla so it was okay. like spicy and it got crispy it was great the avocado was delicious Yum. um yeah that's been my favorite See, meal so far sounds good yeah. And you made that. I made that at home. And yeah. that was your favorite meal. And right? that was my favorite. See? Yeah. Look so, at that. And yeah. Ryan liked it. That's yeah, he loved it. Thing so. too. Oh, yeah. That's great. Good stuff. Yeah, now I'm starving. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> right? Um, oh, I can't wait to to hear about the uh, and read about the the results of this. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. we'll have some funny stories yeah. because um let me tell you, we've almost fallen off the off the wagon already a couple times. I'm sure, but they say if you do the same if you know, to make something a habit, what do they say? Is it 20 days? I think it's 20 or 20 yeah. months, something like that. Right. So if you did, then you never know. You'll yeah. Probably, maybe you'll never eat a burger again. I tried to convince them to don't. do this for a month. And they were like, now that we're doing it, they, the both of them make fun of me and they go, can you believe that you wanted us to do this for a month? You would have never made it. And I was like, I would have never made it. You don't month. think so? You don't think well, you I mean, know. again, yeah. I'm only four days in. So I might, like I said, maybe by the end of a week, I'll say, wow, now I really have a handle on this and my body knows what's going on and it could be fine. But um, the first two days were. Have you tried the rough. Beyond Meat? I Have tried you? meatless meatballs. Okay. I did buy the Beyond Meat, and it's actually in my freezer. I haven't used it yet, but yeah. I'm a little. The chicken strips of the Beyond Meat are actually pretty good. And I did in the college. The burger looks like 
I'm not gonna. Yeah, I don't want anyone yeah. to be vegan screaming at me. On yeah, this, right. Well, one of my college roommates yeah. though was a she was a vegetarian, so mm-hmm. we did eat a lot of vegetarian stuff like veggie burgers and the you know I always say chicken without the C. It's like C H you know I K N or whatever. Um, and I always liked that stuff. And really, the meatless meatballs they didn't taste bad. They were honestly fairly similar to when you buy a store bought meatball like okay, they're a little bit like squishy and they're not the same as a homemade meatball. Right. But really, if you're going to eat a frozen turkey meatball or a frozen meatless meatball, they kind of taste the same, I think. And you can make them. I used to make, um, I took portobello mushrooms, oh, chopped okay. them up really, really small. Okay. And you can make meatless. They're hard to stay, stay in together. that shape, yeah. but they're actually pretty good. Oh, well, There's that's a good ton, to know, When yeah. you Google meatless meatball recipes, it comes up and it's really good. It's like a portobello yeah. ball. <laughs> yeah, no, you that sounds good. Meatball, right? But, no, I right? guess not, right? Then, well, yeah, I'm excited. Say meatless, so. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what goes on. So, you are um, currently in yoga teacher training here at Suka. Yay! Yay! It's so exciting. So we, have fun. A, we have a huge weekend coming up. Actually, Can't wait. Tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be busy. Um, so, why did you choose Suka? And what have you? Well, why did you choose Suka? I'll ask you that first. So why did I choose Suka generally to come and practice here or to teacher training? Yeah. So honestly, um, this is a marketing plug for whatever you're doing to get people in the door. But really, I looked for studios that were nearby. I looked at your website and it didn't seem scary to me. Before I came to Suka, I had never practiced yoga. Um, I used to really be big into fitness in college and as I'm sure is typical with lots of people, once you move into adulthood and have a job and a nice, happy marriage, you sometimes forget about um, fitness. And I don't ever want to say that I let myself go, but fitness did not remain a priority for me. Um, And one day just a light bulb kind of went on where I said, not really thrilled with where I am right now. And Mm -hmm. I think I need to do something about it. So initially my reason for seeking out a yoga studio was based in desire to get back into some sort of physical activity. Um, as I'm sure we'll discuss later, it became much more than that, but, um, I do live right by Suka. I'm literally a six minute drive away. So, uh, when I was looking for places in the area, this was on my radar. And like I said, the fact that it was a non-intimidating studio, um, was attractive to me just because as somebody who'd never practiced before, you sort of have this vision in your mind of what you see on Instagram or wherever of these, perfectly toned, mega flexible, um, people who may be very nice, but also seem kind of scary until you know whether or not they're nice. Um, so I wasn't really prepared to go stand next to one of those people on day one. Um, and I'll never forget day one, when I walked in, you would ask me if I had ever practiced yoga before. And I said, no. And I was like, I'm going in the back. I'm going to be horrible. It's going to be terrible. (laughs) And you were like, oh my gosh, like there's nothing to be scared of. Like you're going to be totally fine. Like Everyone is welcome here, which is one of the reasons that I love Suka so much because um, it's not intimidating at all. And anyone who comes here, I would be surprised if anyone didn't want to continue practicing yoga um, after coming here, especially as a beginner. Yeah. So. And you also made a lot of good friends here. I oh, think. Yeah. 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 I love the Suka like you community. Guys go for coffee with Little Lee. Like, oh it's my the gosh, I thing know. In the world. Like, when you guys were like, we're going next door and there's Lee, like, what is she? 70-something? I don't know how old she is, but she has grandchildren, so much older than me. Yeah. Um, Her and Ryan have a lot in common, right? Yes. She's an engineer. He's an engineer. Yes. But it it becomes like a family. Oh, absolutely. And the other thing that's great about 
sukha and I think yoga in general is, you know, if you had asked me a year or two ago, like, oh yeah, what do you think you'd be going and having dinner with a 60 year old who isn't your mother or father? I'd be like, no, like I'm in my thirties. Like why, why would I, you know, that's generally not my age group to hang out with. But yoga is one of those things where it doesn't even like age doesn't matter. Those kind of things just don't even matter, you know, because you meet people who have a similar mindset that doesn't mean that you don't have differences or that there aren't things that are unique about every single person. Cause of course there are, but when people are in this room in Suka, it's like, you know, everybody is a friend, somebody who has a story to share, somebody that you can talk with, that you can laugh with. Um, and everybody here is so open, which I think is, um, well, I think it's amazing. Number one, but I think you set that tone here, which allows people to feel like they can be open and friendly with everyone who is here, um, which is awesome. So, you know, we laughed, Danielle, who's one of our fellow TTs, you know, she's close to my age, but I I never knew her, never saw her around before. Um, So it's really nice to have somebody also who's just right around the corner from me that I never would have known if I didn't come to Suka. And she might Um, be closer than you think. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Ryan will kill me for saying this, but I'm going to, I'm going (laughs) to say it anyway. When Danielle was looking for houses, he was like, is it bad that I really hope that she buys a house in our neighborhood so that like we can be closer and hang out with her? And I was like, no, I was like, that's the best thing ever because I want that too. Um, And I told Danielle that. So yeah, yeah, because I, you know, I grew up in this area. Ryan didn't. um, But a lot of people after college, you know, they move on. Some of our closest friends live on the West coast. So, you know, we have a lot of family who lives here and we have some friends who are around, but um, it is always nice to meet new people just because as people grow up, you know, they, yeah. they move around the globe, which yeah. is great. Um, but mm-hmm. I love it here. Yeah. So, you oh, know, awesome. I've always stayed close to, close to home. Yeah. And Jake yeah. is close to you guys too. We're gonna yeah. Have like a, yeah. It's awesome. We'll have a, one of us can have a pool party. <laughs> we're going to paddleboard. We're starting to plan like a, a paddleboard yoga session. Danielle had mentioned that she yeah. did it when she was away and, um, We've got two paddle boards. Yeah. So Amy's got one. We're ready to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been. That'll be awesome. It's great. Amy wants to get certified. I'm like, Amy wants to get certified. I want to know. I didn't even know that was like a separate thing. But you don't. It's 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 all about this. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's. That'll be awesome though. Looking forward to that. And we can do it here and we can launch from my house. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And Lori Burns wants to do it too. Oh, that would be so fun. Yeah. It'd be so much fun. I just have to figure out how to anchor it. I've never actually attempted the, I mean, I paddleboard obviously, but I haven't tried the yoga before. So, um, and I said to Danielle, I said, they anchor them, right? When you do it. And she said, yeah. So I know we have the things that you can like hook them up and and do it. So that'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be so much fun. Love a ball. So teacher training. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Love it. It's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you decide? You were the first one. Well, it was funny before you mentioned it to me, I had sort of, and this is all funny because of course I should give the backstory that, you know, I only started practicing yoga last summer, I guess, maybe it was June, I think. Yeah. Um, so all this has been like a whirlwind of me just finding yoga and falling in love with it. Um, and as soon as it started kind of happening, like becoming obvious to me that I loved it, I was looking on your website and I hadn't asked you anything, but I was looking on your website and I didn't see teacher training. So I'm like, Oh, like, I feel like this would be a great thing for me to do. Um, you know, but I'm not ready yet. And maybe like, you know, the universe will tell me when it's time. So I really, it was in the back of my mind that I thought it would be something that'd be great to do at at some point in time. I just didn't know when that point in time would be. Um, so when you mentioned it to me that you were considering doing it here, 
I was so excited because the one thing I will say, especially after having started the training is I cannot imagine doing the training with a bunch of people that I didn't know. And that's not to say that you can't make new friends Mm -hmm. and that it's not a great experience to meet new people and to, you know, grow with those people. Um, But I think so much of yoga is about opening up and not being afraid to be who you authentically are. And let's be honest. I mean, we're all human. It's easier to do that when you have some sense of who's in the room Mm -hmm. around you. Um, And as far as the teachers go, I just love that this particular training isn't focused on just one or two people teaching you because the other aspect of Sukha that is great is that everyone teaches in their own unique style, which I think is very beneficial for the people who are in the room because everyone has different tastes. Everyone has different needs. Everyone feels like a a different cue makes sense to them. And another teacher gives a different cue that makes more sense to them. So you have the option here to really experience that across the board. So when it comes to the teacher training, you really get that perspective um, when it comes to learning the poses or learning the sutras, everything that you learn in training. um, It's such a benefit to have more than one perspective because no single way is the right way. So I feel like that's how you really can broaden your... Right. And then from there, you you create the way Sarah wants to teach. Right. 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 Like I don't... It's not robotic and it's not cookie cutter. Exactly. Right. So, um, as long as it's not intimidating. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I really appreciate that too, because truthfully, I, for the most part, really only came here because I was comfortable here. Mm-hmm. I feel connected to here. It is my yoga family. Um, but you do realize when you go elsewhere, how different that experience is Mm -hmm. and different isn't necessarily wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, but you, it becomes obvious that at Suka, there's a different attention to detail for the people who are in the room, which I think is really important. So for me, as somebody who is brand new coming here and realizing how important that was for me to not only understand what I was doing, but to really make me appreciate yoga and want to keep doing it. Um, I just haven't seen that anywhere else. So I think, this training gives us all an opportunity to sort of teach with that same methodology, Mm -hmm. even though we can make it our own. Mm -hmm. So to make people feel like it doesn't matter if you've been practicing for 20 years or two seconds, like I'll make sure that you're having a good time, that you're safe, that you're experiencing something that's great, that there's a good community around you. Um, that you can get a workout, you know, everything across the board that yoga does. So, um, doing the training at Suga just made perfect sense because like I said, I just haven't seen anything else like it. Um, and I feel like we're spoiled by that here. So the teacher training is the same. We get spoiled by having, um, a lot of really amazing teachers who can, you know, give their own unique, uh, teaching style that yeah. we can learn from. So, and oh, it's such a great group of TTs too. Oh, absolutely. Oh my God, like I couldn't have asked for a better bunch. Yeah, we're I mean, so and fun. even like the age, like the age demographic, like it's yeah. amazing. Like we have men, we have women, we yeah, have in their thirties, in their sixties. You yeah. know, it's just it's great. And you guys are going to be awesome teachers. Yeah, well, I appreciate I'm looking, that. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, and it, it gets you. You know, the first couple of times you'll be nervous, but that's normal. But you'll be yeah. good. You'll be good. We have a big weekend ahead of us, so you'll be uh, you'll be awesome. So, what are your personal goals on the mat and off? 
So I feel like um, goals, it's funny because I feel like one of the things we talk about in yoga all the time is this idea of being present and living in the now. So I don't want to say I don't have goals because I feel like we all have goals. Um, But I think one of the things I'm trying to focus more on is actually just living in the now, enjoying Mm -hmm. the moment and really focusing on the things that matter to me um, day to day. So as far as a goal goes, I mean, I've shared in teacher training that one of the things that's a goal of mine is obviously I would like to teach yoga, but not just because I want to become a yoga teacher, uh, because I recognize how much yoga has impacted my life and made my life better. Um, so I want to be able to share that with people. So I think the, the idea of learning and then sharing that with people is really important. Um, so I consider that sort of an overarching kind of goal. Um, And really, I just want to pursue things that I'm passionate about. You know, I talked earlier about some of the motivation for Grind and Shine is this idea that you spend every day working for the man, particularly me in my my job. Um, So I think when we spend so much time feeling like we're tied to this kind of work that we have to do, um, because as much as it would be nice to not worry about bills or whatever else. Um, that's just the harsh reality of life. So if you find a job that you love, that's awesome. And lots of people love their job. And truth be told, I have a great job. I have great coworkers, obviously per grind and shine. Um, but it does take up a lot of your time. So I think one of the other things I just want to focus on is making sure that I always have this work-life balance and that I'm pursuing things that really matter to me outside of work, because even though work is important and you have to go there every day, um, it's not really what matters in life. So I just don't want to lose sight of that. So I want to make sure that I focus on my practice, my friends, my family, um, and just making the world a better place if I can. I know that sounds kind of grandiose, but no, you um, know what it, have you read, um, make your bed? No. Okay. It's on my, it's a blog of mine. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll have to read it. And it's from, uh, an admiral. Okay. Who's in the Navy? It's very, very good. Um, if everyone dry, tries their best to change the world, we can. Right. right so right. it's really not like that far fetched, you know? Like all of these little things we do, little things. Sometimes we're like, why am I doing all of this? If, if, what kind of impact is it going to make? But it right. then becomes contagious, right? Absolutely. Like karma yoga. So we're going to actually talk about that next. So it's good that we're kind of rolling this way. But, um, you know, doing things for others um, Mm -hmm. without anything in return, selfless, you know, selfless actions. Um, And I do a lot of it. And I've been doing a lot of it since I opened Suka even in Manasquan. Um, We're going to be doing karma yoga projects for teacher training. So what is you what explain to everybody what your karma project is, why you chose it and who it's for. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So for my karma yoga project, I am going to work with a teacher here at Suga, most likely Mary Beth. Um, I'm in the process of planning the details.